This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town or Buzz Town TV, whichever one you're listening on. Now, if you're like us, you are devastated that there is no Yellow Jackets this week. So we thought we'd get on the little mics and talk our little hearts out. This episode will strictly be about theories. Now, we talk theories in and out of our weekly podcast discussing each episode. Some don't make it on air because, you know, we don't really believe in them, but they're worth talking about. I think some of them have some legs, even though they probably won't come true. Um, I've got a gigantic glass of wine. It's Sunday. But more importantly, I have my brother here. So if you have been listening to our Yellow Jackets coverage, either on Buzztown again or Bingetown, you will recognize, you know, Luke's voice, Dave's voice, Brian's voice. But my brother, Jimmy, who is an esteemed member of Bingetown TV podcast, hasn't been on any of the coverage because he just finished binging like two days ago. All of Yellow Jackets. We've been harassing him for months, for years to watch Yellow Jackets. And so now he's got this fresh perspective and we're going to listen to him talk about Yellow Jackets. It's going to be great. Now, Jimmy, introduce yourself. Okay, Kathleen, you did a great introduction already, so I don't think I need to say much more, except for the fact that I am usually the one who loves to do the crazy theories and talk them out on the podcast to the detriment of some of our members who actually don't care about talking about certain (laughs) theories, especially when I like to go long-winded and talk for an hour about some bullshit. But let me just say, I have some very, very good... I have a good resume here when it comes to guessing some stuff. Peaky Blinders. The the finale of Piggy Blinders. There's a big guest that I got. Carnival Row. Me and Kathleen tag team the hell Thank out of that one. Thank you for giving me credit. No one ever gives me credit because mine yeah. was the stupid guest, but I still got it. And then um, another big one. What was the other one that Piggy Blinders, Carnival Row? I'm not sure, but listen, you should believe uh, well, him. He's great. Me and me and Jimmy did our Dexter New Blood podcast together. Just me and him. One of the only few pods, maybe the only pod that we covered with only two people because Binchown famously has seven members, so we can cover a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. And we have we have about 350 plus episodes, so go check them out. But we're bringing back the Dexter team. Jimmy has a great resume, um, and he doesn't have to prove himself to you. <laughs> There's one more, and I'll think of it because it was a good one. <laughs> all right. <laughs> First of all, Jimmy, since you're brand new to the Yellow Jackets pod, let's get your... First takes, you know, you're you're fresh off the first watch. I'm so jealous that you got to watch yeah. fresh for the first time with new eyeballs um, after listening to us talk about it for so many months and, and years and stuff. So let's hear let's hear it. I'm getting the best of both worlds here because we are binge town TV, but we do talk a lot about the fact that we enjoy, especially for the podcast, having week to week. So I had the joy 
of watching and binging the first basically season and a half. Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, I guess season and a half of Yellow Jackets straight through. I was letting Kathleen and Luke, especially in a side chat, because I wasn't fully sure who's seen it and who's caught up. So I was texting them separately until I was thankfully added to the Yellow Jackets group chat. (laughs) But um, yeah, I I mean, I loved it. it. we already talked about it. I love talking theories and this is the perfect show for theories, especially now that I am caught up and we're ready for the week to week. I have a week of grinding my gears talking about theories here. We still don't know a lot of answers. The first season really wasn't giving us much when it came to, is it supernatural? Is it not? Yeah. Is it a lot of it had to do with Lottie and we also knew she was on medication and, and mm-hmm. there was just a lot going on. And I was texting Uh, the group the entire time saying, I can't figure out yet if this is supernatural, if they're just going to explain it away with some mental illness stuff or, or things like that. Season two seemed to hammer home that it's probably going to be supernatural, but we'll see with these theories. Now I, I still do. I want to let everyone know that I still do think my number one thought is that it is going to go supernatural, Mm -hmm. but there are ways to, to work around that that we're going to talk about today. But I love the show. It's been freaking phenomenal. I feel ashamed that I took this long to, to watch. Me because too. I'm ashamed of you. Kathleen, I believe, were you the only one watching it live the first season? Yeah. Okay. So when that was happening, it was also while Dexter was coming out, I believe. So they yep, were kind of like That's why back I watched back. it. They did right. good, good promo for it while we were watching Dexter. I'm like, we got to watch that show. Yeah, and I remember we were doing some town halls, some Patreon episodes, and Kathleen was saying, you guys got to watch Yellow Jackets, Yellow Jackets, Yellow Jackets. And because we didn't cover it on the pod and we were so busy doing pod stuff, I pushed it for a long time. And then I just started getting fed up because I needed to watch it. So I just yes. I just got the binge in. So let's get this party started. Kathleen, you want to go first? What's I do, and I want to touch on a little something you said because in our season one coverage, you know, we did every two episodes and, and me and... Luke were the vets, Brian and Dave were the rooks. So we, me and Luke had already seen it and we're walking them through watching it their first time. And they had theories and we, you know, really hammered home how amazing season one did with really like hanging on a knife's edge of being like, this isn't quite supernatural yet. This could easily be explained away with something else. Then season two dropped and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, the spooky yeah. wind, you got the spooky winds coming and fucking shit up all the time. You got the Antler Queen all over the place and you got everything else. Spooky Thaisa's double, which we, um, I think we last episode said we're calling her Lady in the Tree. So, Jimmy, just to catch you up, I know you haven't okay. had time to listen to all of our pods. We've been calling Ty's double like bad Ty. And right. Dave has really been saying like, I don't like that we're calling her bad Ty because I don't think she's bad. You know, I think that there's... There's like the Lottie stuff and the Thai stuff. And that doesn't necessarily mean one's bad and one's evil. So I think we call We said, okay, the bad Thai is Lady in the Tree. Quote, cool. we're going to mm-hmm. call her Lady in the Tree from now on. And then Lottie. And then I think we said Lottie's was um something spirit. I have to double check that. I should know that. I was on the uh, pod. Far spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like yeah. we don't like to reference them as bad yet because we don't, we're giving right. our girls the benefit of the doubt. Okay. So. First theory, and the question of this theory is this, and this isn't something I've read or anything. This is something that I'm going to expand upon of um, stuff we've talked about on the pod, which is the question is, 
why is this happening again as adults since it's been 25 years? We can assume like within that 20 something years, nothing's really happened. Like it seemed like everything was going okay. So why is it happening again? And um, it's perfect because, Jimmy, you have seen the OA. Now, in the OA, we talk about near-death experiences a lot, and it's NDEs, Mm -hmm. okay? And if you haven't seen the OA, go watch the OA and check out our coverage. But anyway, so NDE is a near-death experience. And as we saw in episode five, you know, the plane crash that that Nat had seen, it seemed like they all burned alive, right? Right. But whether that happened and and they were revived or something, or it didn't happen and it was a near-death experience, that's what's causing um, all of this. So now, back in the day, which we haven't seen how they escaped and how they got out of the wilderness, they must have done something to shut it off, you know? There's a lot of gaps here, but... I've talked to my girlfriend about it and I we talked about a little last episode, which is Nat's near-death experience with Travis almost ODing and being right. like, you know, we brought it back with us, whatever. And that seemed like, you know, prior to anything we've seen. Because at the time we opened season one, episode one, Nat's not with Travis anymore, right? So it happened pre that. And yep. we're thinking that that may have been the thing to kickstart all these events from happening again, you know? Um, But I think there's definitely something within the NDE. And overall, I think that the only way to, to get rid of it is to go back to the wilderness. They have to go back to where they gotta go back. Just like lost. (laughs) It opens at the close Kathleen. Yeah, definitely. So that's actually a theory and something you brought up that I was not expecting to be the first thing we talked about or even at all. So I like it a lot. Like you said, I'm trying to word this correctly. I know the last, the, the furthest back thing we know from the adult version of the story, that would be Nat ODing with Travis, like you mm-hmm. said, because everything else we've talked about now, obviously we've heard of other things happening. Like we know that Ty and Van went whether it's together or not, to Shauna's wedding. Mm-hmm. We don't know when they broke up, things like that. But we know that Nat and Travis were together. They they got back together. She OD'd. He was doing his bad stuff. He was doing the cocaine with her, this and that. Then they split again. He didn't want to talk to her. That he, he said they were too bad for each other. Then everything happens on his end where he's, he's going a little cray. He's... So he contacts Lottie. Lottie goes to him. And then we get that whole thing where he's trying to do a near-death experience. Correct. Going back to that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And he thinks that's almost going to like exercise the antler queen or the spirit Mm -hmm. from him. Yeah. I mean, I really like that a lot. Now, if you believe it's a supernatural story, that's where you have to go. Now, I, I love the OA and I love talking about the NDEs because... Mm-hmm. I'll never not say it, man. Sad day when they cancel that show. And it's one of the biggest things, the worst things Netflix has ever done. We but, always say a prayer that Yellow Jackets is not on Netflix. That's prayers up. So fucking good. hell. So good. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, Showtime's been leaning in on their franchises. So they're ready mm-hmm. to keep it going. They're bringing Dexter back. They're saying that they're going to lean in on the right franchises. So hopefully there's no issues with that. And there's not going to be any issues with that. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say, except for the fact that I like that theory. I mean, we know that Nat had her near death experience. We know that many of them had a near death experience. Like all of them. Yeah. Pretty much all of them. Travis tried to have a near death experience. 
You know, it's so, funny and you're done. It's so funny to me. Some people think like maybe they all did die and were kind of resurrected. And I'm like, what she was just like, okay, coach, like Travis and Javi's dad. Nah, not him. Rachel. No, not her. Like it's a pick and choose. Comes back. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I mean, I do think I'm not going to lie. When I saw the scene, the OD part, and it showed them all burning up and dying. I immediately went alternate timeline, meaning there's a timeline where like they that. all die mm-hmm. and there's a timeline where they survive and you have to make up for the fact that you were not sacrificed to the antler I queen. Like, like you have to, you know, mm. you were chosen to live and because we know that there's something going on with the blood sacrifice stuff. Yes. Correct. And we can get into that theory in a little bit because I think that's going to be another theory we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do think that the alternate timeline or the whatever you want to say, dimension, whatever it is, whether there's one side of the story where they all just died and the plane crashed and it's game over and it's a sad story and they never made it to nationals or we have the story where some die, but some survived and they're taking that with them. And it could be a whole thing where the antler queen, the spirit, yeah, there's a million things, but you, I, I love the fact that they might have to go back to the wilderness and I can't see how they don't. My intrusive thoughts are winning during this. I'm literally like when you were like, they never made it back to the wilderness. I'm like, they never made it back to Mount Weather. And then yeah, my right. second thing was when you're like, when I first saw that they died on the plane, I'm like, were you going to say they look delicious? Like Jackie, <laughs> like truly this like snack. two sips of wine. And I'm like, everything wants to come out, fly out of my mouth. Okay. One last thing before we wrap this. Do you think the antler queen is someone fr- from the girls? Do you think right. it's a spirit or do you think it's all of them? Like it could just, it's well, the spirit makes it so it can like hop. Or right. do you think it's so, cabin daddy? Cabin daddy is the season one finale when right, right. Jackie dies. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like you said, I feel like there's, there's pretty much three to four ish options. One option is it's a, is a spirit entity. And that can be it. That might just be it. We know that Lottie sees the shadow. Is that symbolism? Is that something that is her being possessed? Is it just the spirit? There's a million Mm -hmm. ways it can go. That's number one. Number two is it's a spirit, but it's possessing someone. It could possess Lottie or it could jump to person to person, whether you want to say lady in the tree sometimes where I do think she's a separate entity, though, or, you know, anybody when it's jumping, jumping, jumping. It could do that, or it could just straight up take Lottie at one point, and then Lottie's the the uh, antler queen. Now, the other option is that it's just a symbol. Lottie has a cult. They go a little cray. We'll get to other reasons why they could go cray later, which, mm. I mean, if, if crashing in the wilderness by yourself and having to survive off people doesn't make you cray enough, there's other <laughs> yeah. things that we can talk about. But it could just be straight up a symbol, and the person that we see as the antler, antler queen is Lottie just dressed up as her symbol of her cult. Now, mm-hmm. the fourth option is going back kind of to the first option where is she not seen at all by the girls slash Travis and coach and Javi, I guess. Meaning, is she seen by us kind of as like symbolism or we're seeing the spirit, but really they're just doing what they do and we're and they think that, you know, there's someone telling them what to do or Lottie's telling them what to do or this mm. and that. So... I'm under the impression that it's just going to be a possession of Lot. That's my guess. I think the 
and you know it's masterfully done you know with yellow jackets is we don't know whether or not it's an unreliable narrator or not you know when lottie tells the we'll story get into that big time soon when lottie tells the story to nat about travis's last night i thought yo she's making this up like we can't trust lottie until lottie starts seeing laura lee and you're like, why would we be seeing this through? Like, if if Lottie was, you know, making this up, she wouldn't show this to us. You know, it's right, it's interesting. Right. And I love every time we see Laura Lee, we're big Laura Lee girls on this on this pod. So I'll bring back Laura Lee anytime we can. Um, but yes, uh, unreliable narratorness is like a, a thing we talk about a lot on this pod. Um, but yep. OK, your turn. First rewind here. And I want to talk about what you just said when it came to Laura Lee and Lottie. When Lottie goes on her 1v1 hunt and she makes her blood sacrifice and she's going against Nat, Mm -hmm. she finds the quote-unquote plane that's not actually there. Right. Then she has like an hallucination that she's going down into a tunnel and then she's in a mall and she sees the girls eating Chinese. (laughs) I would have loved if the guy from Jackie's death was in that scene. Okay. Because I am assuming that that was her almost dying. Yes. The same exact way Jackie was dying and then she died. Mm. If Jackie would have been brought back to life, she would have woken up from that vision, but would have seen what she saw until somebody brought her back to life. Now, Laura Lee's not even real brought our girl back to life. But I would have loved that the guy, whoever he is, man in the cabin, younger version, just a a dude, I have no idea if he was in that scene somewhere. That would have been phenomenal because I just took it like, the same exact thing. It, you're getting too cold. You got to get out of here. You're dying. Like it was the same exact scenario. But like you said, it's hard to do the unreliable narrator stuff because I have a theory that I want to talk about, not next, but coming up soon, where you have to generate some rules. And there's a cool theory out there that I could probably convince you, Kathleen. And I wanted hey. Luke and Dave to be on it. Like you can convince somebody, except for the fact that there's rules that have to be filed. You don't know the rules, Kathleen. You don't know they the have rules. To be <laughs> they have to be filed. And I think that they don't follow them. So that's why the theory is is not happening. Okay. Okay. Let's just get into that one now. Okay. Hit it. The theory is that Crystal was an imaginary friend. She was okay. made up. I have that okay? one written down too. Right. So let's let's do that right now. Now it really made a lot more sense before episode five, but it still can make sense here. If you want to go by the fight club rules. Okay. So let's talk about fight club here. I'm not doing any kind of spoiler warning for fight club. It came out 20 years ago. So so hopefully you guys have seen it because it's, or read the books, but basically we have a a story where Edward Norton is Mm. the main character who has no name. He is the narrator. Okay, so as we don't know this until the end of the reveal, but he's the narrator in the credits because he has an imaginary friend, an alter ego, dissociative personality, whatever you want to say, that is Brad Pitt named Tyler Durden. So we find out that actually Edward Norton is Tyler Durden. Now, there's rules to this, Kathleen, and this is what this is the theory here. So the theory is that Misty was so sick of being beaten down verbally, you know, we hate you, you stink, you poisoned us, blah, 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 making fun of her, whatever it is that she had to disassociate and create someone that would take some of the the blunt of it, would take some of it away from her and create a friend so that she had somebody that actually liked her and thought that she was awesome. Now, here's, here's some evidence, okay? Here's some evidence for it. 
you sent me the picture. I asked you the question. She's not in the team picture. Correct. And now that can uh, be answered by just. Yes. Yes. You know, they said they're going to add survivors. And and that's tough because when you're the writer of Yellow Jackets, you need to figure out when you're going to stop adding survivors. You can't just say, oh, here's three more survivors. Okay, you guys didn't know about. OK, 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 OK. So I'm going to pause you there just okay. to say the girls that are in the picture. OK, so this is what we're talking about, listeners. In the season one finale, season one, episode 10, they go to the reunion and you and they are gazing upon this like glass thing with all this like Yellow Jackets memorabilia, specifically from 1996, because they're like memorializing that team. There's a picture with all the teammates. Everybody but her is in it. Mm -hmm. And everybody but her is actually in season one, but not until nine and 10, I'm pretty sure. So when they're tripping at Doom coming in episode nine, they are in that episode and me and Luke and everybody like my first time around, I didn't even notice it when you're podcasting, you notice every little fucking thing. So I was like texting the group in a fury. Like, who the fuck are these people? Like, are these just like wilderness people? Like, are they, am I tripping? What's going on? So I actually, okay, I'm going to let you move forward. I have no objective j objections yet based right. on your rules because she as far as I can tell from that picture, she is not in it. Now, we know Akila got recasted. But other than that, everybody is set in that picture. Okay. I'm pretty sure. And please prove us wrong in our comments on ben, on Twitter or Instagram. You know, Ben on TV, you got you know the drill. OK, Jimmy, go ahead. OK, so now let's get into the Fight Club rules, because a lot of people, when they hear this theory, would love to knock it down by saying, but people have talked to Crystal or about Crystal or towards yes. Crystal or Missy's talking to Crystal or this and that, right? So the rules of Fight Club with Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, a.k.a. Tyler Durden, is that Brad Pitt explains that sometimes Edward pretended he's Brad Pitt, okay? Sometimes Edward is pretending he's Tyler Durden and he is being Tyler Durden. Sometimes he sees Tyler Durden and he's watching as a third party from the crowd, a.k.a. when the infamous the rules of Fight Club, you know, rule number one, you don't talk about Fight Club. OK, mm. or the infamous Brad Pitt beats the shit out of Jared Leto, Angel, who people don't really realize that's him in Fight Club. That's actually Edward Norton's character. So he's talking to him. There's times where there's talking to him straight up. There's times cool. when they are outside of a bar and Tyler Dern says, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. They're behind a bar in the back parking lot. Edward Norton punches him as hard as he can. Then they're having and then there's another scene where they're having beers together. And then when the reveal happens, you see that he is straight up talking to nobody. OK, now I could go on. But here's the deal. When they talk about Crystal, if they don't say Crystal's name. Then we're OK. OK, now we'll get to that in a second, but they do, though. They do. That's why it's going to have a problem. We do Damn have it. some holes in this, and that's why we're done with it. But there's two there's two or three big reasons why we're done with this. But I liked it for a long time because of the Tyler Durden rule. Now, there's a lot of scenes where people would go, well, what the hell? She's freaking talking to Crystal. Now, wouldn't they say like, yo, you're being a weirdo. You're talking to Crystal because a lot of times when Tyler Durden, Edward and Brad Pitt are talking to each other, they're by themselves. Mm. There are a lot of scenes where Misty's whispering in the corner with Crystal and they're just being like, eh, you know, I love you in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and 
they go on their trip by themselves and they do a lot. They do their singing conversation outside by themselves. We have the situation where Misty in the earlier seasons is sick of getting the wrong card. She says, you always make me draw that card. I don't want to do that anymore. Well, wouldn't it make sense to have a friend to do it with you? The friend draws the card. Now, you know, you can go on with these all. The Tyler Dern rule is sweet. Now, though, here's the deal. Here's the problem. I thought it was money, and I I forgot to check before this podcast, okay? But and I was going to do it, me. and I want the, I want the fans to, to tell us if we don't know if Kathleen can't confirm. Now, my original thing was that it was awesome because Misty runs into the cabin after Crystal, quote-unquote, dies and says, oh, my God, I lost Crystal. I lost her. I lost her. I lost her, right? My original thought was that they all just go into a frenzy and then immediately Van says, oh, my gosh, that means Ty and Shauna are out there. And then they move on. And I know that confirmation exists that Misty is the only one out of every single person on the porch screaming Crystal. Everybody else is screaming for for Ty and Shauna. 100%. Now, the problem that I think happens, though, is that I think somebody answers right away and says when Misty runs in, then we have to go get her. Now, if somebody answers her like that, that means that it's not imaginary anymore because with the Tyler Durden rule, once Edward Norton figures everything out, he starts calling people, he starts talking to people, he starts talking to Marla and everybody's saying, what's my name? Or did I do this? Did I do that? And they're like, dude, what are you freaking talking about? Yeah. If Misty ran in and said, I lost Crystal, they should say, what the heck are you talking about? Which is what I was going to say, too. But OK, I have it right here. Ready? We're going to listen to it. We have to go look for her, right? So basically, I don't know if we're going to end up cutting that you or not. But You're going to have to cut it. Yeah. Basically, what happens is she says, I was looking for Crystal. I lost her. I was looking for her, looking for her, looking for her. And Aquila says, then we have to go find her, you know. Right. So that I- cuts it. That cuts it, you know. And if anybody in the entire show ever said Crystal, that cuts it. Now, I can't confirm that. In the first scene. um, Let me blow your mind, listeners. You know who says it? Jen. You know who Jen is? Neither do I. No, it's (laughs) one of the new girls. Her name is Jen. And I had to look that up on IMDb because they really aren't doing a good job introducing these people's names. And... Episode one, I said, it's funny because one, we got an Akila recast, right? So in the first episode, they make sure you know it because I liked Akila in season one. Akila had some good, good lines. Akila has some great moments with Ty in season two. But what they do in season two to make sure you know it's a recast and to not confuse you because they added new characters and is say, hey, Akila. And she turns around and you're like, that's not Akila, but okay, I understand now. Right, right. They do, I thought they were doing the same thing with Crystal, just being like, oh, they're making it a very blatant thing. And season two, episode one, Jen says, Crystal, stop singing. And she goes, I'm not singing, I'm humming. And there's okay. a whole scene with like Misty's not even really around. It's just the new girls, you know, it's the blonde girl, it's Jen. And it's Crystal. So, Jimmy, I want to love this. I really do. Yep. And if anyone's going to do it, it's Misty, right? When I first saw this on TikTok, I was like, I mean, if anyone, I immediately started digging into it because I'm like, I'm mad if I didn't call right. this. And it's true. I think that maybe there's a way to write around it. But I don't know. Part of me thinks that Misty actually killing this girl she finally had a connection with is better than her being 
imagination. You know what I mean? No, I think that I am fully out on the imaginary friend. I thought it was a com- fun conversation to have. Mm-hmm. And I really liked talking about the Tyler Durden rule. But I think the Tyler Durden rule actually makes us say we are out because another situation is when one of the girls, Mari, comes up. She says, you two, blah, 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 whatever she says. You two yeah. need to pick a card or you two or what are you two weirdos doing? Whatever she says, if you acknowledge two, game over. You Correct. can't have it's not fully game over because you can always say that Misty's hallucinating them using another name. But then you're getting into the realm of you're just breaking the rules and you're introducing way too many rules because the Tyler Durden reveal is easy to do where you can if it if it was real and they didn't have some of these conversations, you could say, like, show Misty talking to herself or you can have you know, them talking to Misty and Crystal, but really it's just Misty. But as soon as you have them say Crystal or them say the two of you, then you have to somehow show us that Misty's the one hearing it and not, and it's not really what they're saying, which Mm -hmm. then you're just getting way too much into like, yeah, take 20 minutes and explain this weird twist to us. So I definitely think that it's not true, but I liked it. And I don't know if you saw this Easter egg or this little hint, but when Missy's trying to bring Crystal back to life. Did you see this on yeah. TikTok? She's doing the staying alive. It's the same song. And from when earlier it's playing in the, in the car, she freaks yeah. out. So I, I do think that it's real and it's a trauma thing for her as well. She has her best friend. She finally has a best friend. It's weird that this best friend just begins to love her all of a sudden in season two. But yeah. whatever. She has a best friend. Finally, she tells the dark truth. Mm-hmm. that she can never freaking tell anybody. I know. And then the friend. Now, the other part of the whole Tyler Durden thing that I liked was like, she's talking to herself and she's like venting it out to see how she believes they would react. And Crystal's yeah. reaction is confirming that she's like, I can never tell anybody. That was cool too. Like, I really wanted that to be a thing, but it's, I agree that I think that it's just, she's a real person and she's getting eaten probably next episode or in two episodes. They're going to go find that chick and eater they would have to do some insane you know backpedaling in order to make that real but you know yellow jackets is the type of show that fuels these types of tinfoil hat theories which means it's a great show right oh yeah there's easily things to debunk debunk it and i almost brought it up a million times on the pod but you only have so much time and i'm like i don't actually believe in this so so i'm glad we got to talk it through here and if for some reason it becomes true i mean you are one of the kings of the Fight Club school of thought. So I like we would have to revisit it if it somehow became true. Uh, but I, I had that one down to, to mention, too. I think that it's it's worth mentioning. I think that the people who theorized it like it really has some legs until, you know, it doesn't. I mean, the right. literal first interaction kind of negates it because the first time we see yeah. her, they call her Crystal. So one of the reasons why you don't buy into it immediately. But who knows? Who's to say? And the best part about it is that you don't think that until so much later in the story that you would have to go five, four episodes back and be like, shit, did they say Crystal? Gosh, I can't remember. Yes. Agreed. All right. Next. I have a crazy one. This will be really quick and not anything I actually believe in. OK, so I saw a crazy theory that the pit girl is actually present day. Yeah, which I really liked and don't believe just because I feel like right after you see like Missy walk up in her little pink vans or whatever they are. Um, and then it you could see be her Callie. face as young Misty. Do you see Misty's yes. face? She on. Unve- yeah, she's the first thing. Oh, right. She's but the only later, one we know right? is under the not mask. at the pit. 
but later, like later in the episode. Later when they when they string it. the person up. Right. Yeah. And part of me is like, oh, could it be like two different days? Could it be like, you know what I mean? Could it be pieced together? Well, let's talk about that really quick. Let's okay. talk about that really, really quick. Okay. The girl who gets strung up, and I'm going to say person who gets strung up, but you have to assume it's a girl, I guess. Yeah. Does not have the wounds that a person that the person who pick girl had. She is just a butt ass naked person hanging up and getting her throat sliced Shauna style. She would have holes through her body. We we know that pick girl was impaled many times with the sticks. Holy shit. My assumption is that they're two different people. Now, the Cali thing I did here again, you would have to be getting into some weird shit because. Well, we're going to go back to the wilderness and we're somehow going to bring Callie with us. And... <laughs> <You're right. laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that she's kind of like in the story now because yeah. her mom just decides I'm going to be I'm like, hey, I'm a Wait, murderer. And... What's your vibe on Callie just in general? <laughs> I think she's well, <laughs> I mean, she was the typical spoiled little brat teen yeah. for a while. And then, OK, so I, I think I remember this on the pod. I did hear a little bit. Did you guys discuss if. The cop actually likes her. We did, and we kind of shut it down in the way. I, I thought Brian... I thought he did. So like, I Brian... took it, I know you shut it down. Yeah, Brian compared it to when so Brian and Dave, who were the rooks, asked if Ben Scott actually liked Misty in season one. And we were like, yeah, right. and me and Luke as the vets couldn't shut them down and make them feel stupid. So we had to yeah, just be awful. like, I mean, of course we knew Ben was gay and stuff. We had all the other information, but I remember watching live being like, wow, he's putting on a good performance because Misty's so scary. I think this is a little more less cut and dry. I think that he probably ends up does like her, but I think he's just a really headstrong cop and he's trying to dig as much as he can. And she's a 17 year old. And even like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think we have enough on him to understand think, his psyche yet. My opinion was that he was straight up being undercover. He got her. But then when they're going on their dates and talking all the time, he, he got some feelings because when he found out he was made, at first, I didn't see a face of like, shit, I'm made. It was like, oh, like, I guess she knows that I'm, I lied to her. Like, I liked her. And then he goes, you know, whatever he says, like, I'm, I'm better. I, I'm going to win this or whatever, you know? Yeah. Whatever that line is, he kind of changes face. But I, his initial reaction, I took it like he liked Callie and he was like, oh, damn, she got me, you know? But either way, it doesn't matter. Um, I think that there's, we don't have to get into it just because there's not much to talk about yet. But the fact that there's a different pick girl may be different. A lot of people think pick girls, Mari. People oh, yeah. Are we are Mari a million girls. different things when it comes to who's strung up a lot. You know, a lot of people still think it's pick girl somehow. But people even said, like, it's a long haired hobby or like I would have to look again at, at the naked body. <laughs> like, I'm not really, yeah. you know, when yeah. you when you see. You see pit girl, you just assume like, oh, that's a chick with long hair getting strung up and, and her throat sliced. But then if you think about it and she doesn't have the holes going through her, you're not really like examining the body to see. He's like, is that a guy? Is that a girl? Like, what is, you know, Javi has kind of long hair now. It could grow longer. I mean, Travis didn't grow a beard, even though coach did. But <laughs> how positive are you that this body strung up didn't have any holes? Like 100 percent? Pretty positive. I mean, again, they do show it like kind of it's not like they go all the way up to the body show whoever it is cut the throat it's you know it's a far it's a long shot camera angle i think it'd be pretty pretty obvious if i'm pretty positive that there's no holes in this body 
Whoa, baby. Another thing I saw is that pit girl's pregnant, which is an interesting theory. I saw um, that one too. Because mm-hmm. just it's like there's a point where she's running, she's in a big t-shirt. I'm gonna say she again, we don't know. It's it's gotta be right. either hobby. That, I or... think pit girl's a girl. Yeah, I just don't I know agree. if strung up person's a girl. Oh, love that. So anyway, she keels over, grabs her stomach, and that could just be like, yep. holy shit, they're trying to kill me. I'm gonna shit myself type deal. So you never know, but I don't I don't know that I buy that just because I don't see like Coach Scott or Javi or Travis banging any of the other girls. If it's not, it's definitely not that. And it's definitely it not li- Shauna. Well, not Shauna because she's alive. It's not, not Lottie Lottie because the only other person that Travis is almost banged besides Jackie is like he has that weird thing with Lottie. And you know, exactly. Pit Girl's not, not Lottie, Lottie because Lottie exactly. is yeah. an adult. I mean, to reel it back to the Cali thing, I don't I don't know. Like, we have to return to the wilderness. Yeah. I buy that. Five seasons, they're going back to the wilderness. But to bring Cali, I don't know why you would. <laughs> so um, crazy. Again, like, I don't know. I'm pretty positive that. Um, well, no, I guess I'm not positive. So they, they show the girl get sliced. They're bleeding her out, and then they show the girls eating food, eating human flesh, but I guess it's like a, a scene change, so technically it's later that night if you really want to say, pick girl's different, and strung up girl's different, and the food's different, you know, I don't know, because we know that when the food is served, Misty takes off her mask, and it's young Misty. Sorry, I'm watching. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I was like going <laughs> to scroll through episode one just to see the body strung up so we can like confirm it on the pod because I feel like say, it's worth on. it to. I think it's worth it. Hold on. It's just episode one, right? It should be like. Yeah, it's like the first scene. Well, it doesn't play out in the, in the full first scene. Like the cannibal stuff. Yeah, goes I'm looking at it right now. One. There's a picture. And How many seconds you're... in? Oh, oh my gosh, her hair is not that long. It could be Javi. Could you imagine if they string Javi up? Jesus. Why don't we get into the mercury poison or methane poisoning or the at which ties into like underground bunkers? Like, why don't you lead us through that stuff? Because that's that's the most I think compelling the way that it takes it out of supernatural. Argument. Exactly. So lead us through that conversation. Okay, so there is a theory, and the big theory that that you guys already nailed, which I really think is true, is that there's a cave slash mine slash underground bunker under the cabin. Yeah. There's theories that the symbol has to do with the mining system, or it's a map to the entrances of the mining system, or 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 the cave, or the bunker, however you want to say it. And then there's theories of the symbol just has to do with the, the antler queen. That's why there's millions of branches branches for the wilderness to these theories but one and of the big things, drawing right and one of the big things that goes with the mining system slash cave theory is that there is no supernatural part of this show there's no aspect of the show that's actually supernatural what it is is that the girls and and coach now some of them are are having more symptoms than others but they are currently poisoned with mercury poisoning and it's called Mad Hatter Syndrome, which is mm. cool shit. That is so cool. the theory is that the mining system or whatever it is, is leaking cinnabar. It's a cinnabar is an oxidized version of mercury. We have the red running river that they assumed was blood. And then they do say it could be iron. The assumption is that it could be mercury or cinnabar. We know that 
they are stranded in Canada, in the wilderness in Canada. There's a lot of cinnabar mines in Canada. Love that. The reason that this would make sense when it comes to them being poisoned is that if they're drinking the water, it could be in the water. There's no game. There's not a lot of game at all right now. And it would make sense that there's no game if the game knows that things are poisoned. The water's poisoned. The food's poisoned. And if the game is still around, we know one of them was whatever, disgusting. When Maggot filled, yeah. Yeah. Now they could be eating sick animals. And now they did talk about like the birds were sick and they're like, oh, well, we didn't get infected or we didn't get sick from it. Yeah. Well, how do you know you didn't get sick? Yeah. You know, because that's the point, the mercury poisoning. Now, mercury poisoning, if it's not treated, would last into your future. We don't know for the 20 years, 25 years, what happened. We have that theory that things got okay and then things got worse again. But we we don't know, know for Lottie, shit got real bad after mm-hmm. the crash. We know that Misty was never <laughs> okay. that scene. Yeah, right. <laughs> and But like seemingly Shauna's been fine. She just has like a boring ass life until shit starts hitting the fan for her. So we don't really know fully, but... The mercury, if you want to debunk it by saying that they're not sick anymore, or why would they still be having issues in the future? It would be, well, you if you have it, you have it unless you're treated. So what you get when you have mercury poisoning is literally hallucinations, depression, anxiety, mood swings, basically what they're all getting. The hallucinations that we see could be from mercury poisoning. Now, here we go. Let's debunk a little bit here. Let's do okay? it. Snacky. Mm-hmm. Unless we're doing the really ridiculous, unreliable narrator thing, something wind pushed the snow and covered her body so that instead of burning her to death, well, not to death, she's already dead. It roasted her, her like a, a little sexy little succulent pig. It freaking slow roasted her, man. It slow <laughs> roasted her. And what the hell? Now, we have a scenario where in the cabin, one of the first ever whether you want to say hallucinations or not, is when Lottie starts going cray Mm -hmm. and she's speaking French. Yeah. We never really got an answer why she could randomly speak French because Jackie says she shouldn't be able to. Well, we do get later Lottie speaks French in this season. And it's it's that same thing. It's when Lottie um, goes down and slices her hand at in the current day. And it's like right out. I think it's I'm, I'm getting all mixed up, but it's maybe after the blood in the hive, the beehive. Um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, but but she starts speaking her... French again, and it, and it says, like, uh, it's um, they want blood, or we want blood, or I want blood, or he wants blood. Or somebody wants blood, for sure. <laughs> somebody wants blood. The antlers <laughs> want blood. Uh, for sure. So but French matters. And, I mean, they are in Canada, which, like, there are obviously, like, really French-speaking cities in yeah, Canada. But, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and here's the thing hallucinations can be hallucinations, but the situation where they're in the attic and the the wind blows open the window, Lottie freaks out, then she smashes her head against the window. The window blowing open, I guess you could say it never blew open because it's hallucination, but whatever. Like, there's things that have happened that, you know, like, if the birds fall to the ground and you're eating birds, unless you're, like, somehow now pretending you're eating something that's sustaining you and it's not really there, that's a little ridiculous. The the Jackie thing is, is one of the major things. The storm going cray when Shauna starts talking shit about the wilderness. Again, you really you can say that they're all hallucinating it, but it just seems like there's certain things that can't be a hallucination. So 
for me in season one, when Laura Lee is flying the plane away and the fire starts from under the bear. Yeah. To me, I was like, oh, the plane just was like caught, caught fire from within. But Luke, Dave and Brian were like, fuck, no, that bird, that bear, no, burst, the into bear flames, burst into flames. Yeah. And then everything went to shit like that was supernatural. And I was they they got me immediately. I was like, yeah, it was. What the fuck? But <laughs> I think the weird thing about the show is that, listen, I as a kid saw this no eyed thing. Lottie could had premonitions of car crashes and things like this. You know what I mean? Like. There were things from their childhood that they're bringing. If they can explain it away in some like insane scientific way, I'm like, let's go. Like, I trust the Yellow Jackets writers. But for me, I want it to be uh, like a spirit. I want it to be supernatural. We uh, like Binge on TV was built on sci-fi television shows. Like, I think they're doing such a good job and I trust them to explain it away either or. But like for me, I just like the idea of like, Ty has something going on. Lottie has something going on. They bring it all here. This wilderness has something going on. And now everybody has something going on. And I just like that. Like, I like that there are things in this world that you can't necessarily explain, except they have to or for because it's a television show. But in general, like, I just like that. But I, yeah. I buy into this. And I think you have this written down. But more than this, it's the underground stuff. Do you yes. have stuff on this or no? The fact that the underground exists? Yeah, yeah. So. It's really one of the only explanations unless we go supernatural, which it can be both. The cave can exist and supernatural be a thing. But yeah, Javi has to be somewhere. Okay, we had Nat and Travis literally going and mapping out the entire wilderness, not the entire wilderness, but far part, far far out into into the wilderness. And obviously, if you're them you're looking for game, but you're looking for Javi and you're looking for shelter that he could have taken. If you see a building, you're going to go into the building and check it out. If you see a house or a cabin or another cabin or anything that could be anything that he could live in, you would check it out. And you would go back and you would tell the group and say, guys, we might have like a second home we can check out. If we freaking think this is spooky ass cabin guy house, let's go check out this other house, you know? So, they did not see anything on the surface. So the big theory here is that there was a cave or a mining system or whatever. The point of this is that some of the evidence is that we have the tree trunks that are growing moss and they are where the symbols are. And we can get into that, but they're they're heated so that the snow is yep. melting, which could be an underground spring, a hot spring. If Javi tripped into it, found it by accident. The girl, she, we can get that into that in a second. She told him about it. Whatever it is, he found an entrance to the cave, bunker, whatever, mining system, and that's where he lived. We know that there was bear stolen. We'll get to that in a second. I have that right now. Yeah, he somehow was fed, but I just think it makes too much sense. The dripping noise, yes. that could be hallucination from mercury poisoning or just hallucination from just my life sucks right now. <laughs> it could literally be any of that. But it just seems like, you know, when you think of a cave, you think of the stalagmites and the stalactites and whichever one's the bottom and top and they're dripping water and this and that. That's what I'm thinking of when I think of the dripping. And, you know, she's looking around the entire cabin and there's nothing. And, you know, I mean, how cool would it be if there's a secret room or there's a secret entrance or yep. it's exactly what 
Van thought, and there, it does mean something that sleepwalking tie is getting to certain areas that are the exact symbols that make or exact spots with the symbols that overarchingly make the symbol on the map. And yeah. it's where the tree trunks are that are heated. Well, it makes sense that it's like the entrances of one of the mines or the cave. And that's where they found Javi. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think there's like a cave or a bunker is another thing. Like I think a bunker is slightly different than a cave. A cave feels like, oh, this was like made, you know, by the earth. A bunker is right, man-made right. type deal. But Lottie's been seeing a bunker all the time, yep. right? When Laura mm-hmm. Lee dunks her ass for a baptism, she sees this bunker. She sees it again after she goes into the fake plane. I think that this bunker exists, right? I think it. Ha- we have to assume this bunker exists. I think that that makes perfect sense of why the moss on those on those altars we, we keep calling them like trees mm-hmm. are like you know not frozen over there you can see the moss it's obviously whatever so i think there's some definite i think there are legs to that theory that there's an underground bunker javi could not have been in the wilderness we talked about this on pod like jackie javi disappeared and jackie died in the in the outside just from being outside he was not outside you know what i mean he had to have been somewhere whether or not you know, he found it himself and he was just like, you know, now he's fucked up from it. Or if the antler queen brought him there or if someone else brought him there or if Ty, you know, lady in the tree. Let's do Ty, this really quick. Do let's it. debunk this. Let's do this really quick. I think that there's three options, in my opinion, of who she is. Ugh. Javi doesn't talk. And he finally talks to, to, of all people, Coach. Ben Scott. And yeah. And he says, she told me not to come back. Okay. So. There's three options, in my opinion. One is the antler queen spirit, right? Don't love that theory just because what? You're just going to have a spirit show up to you and be like, hey, Javi, go to the cab. <laughs> cave, you know? So I don't, I don't really yeah. love that theory. But the next theory is Lottie, which I don't love that theory because here's, here's the thing. Lottie is someone who, yes, her and Javi have looked at each other weirdly since he's been back. There's been some looks between the two of them. But we also know that Lottie has been saying to Travis that Javi's alive. Now, at first you would go, that's the plus for this theory. But really, it's a minus because why would Lottie allow Travis and Nat to go looking for Javi while also telling Travis Javi is alive, but then secretly be going to tell Javi yeah, you know, do this, do that, whatever. Here's some food. When she, the entire time, could have just been like Travis, don't go looking for Javi. He's out there, or he's alive, and that's it. Like, there's no reason to let yeah. Travis go looking for him, and let like if you want Travis to find him, and if you look so disappointed when Nat brought back the dead body or the dead clothes, the bloody clothes, she looked disappointed. She's like, that's not right. Yeah, like, that wouldn't be somebody that's helping Javi. Now, the third answer, baby, let's go. It's freaking sleepwalking tie. You know, that's that's the answer. Now, that's just too easy because there's no one that can leave in the broad daylight to go help Javi. Yeah. People being like, where the hell were you? You know, Shauna was getting away with it for a little bit when she was with our girl, Jackie. You know, she was getting away with disappearing for a little bit. But during the day, if you leave for a while, they're going to be like, where the hell did you go? And if you do it often, they're going to be like, what what the hell are you doing? We know that there's a time when you can sneak away with no one knowing, and it's at night. Now, obviously, someone besides Ty could be getting up in the middle of the night and helping if they really want to. But we know Ty is doing a lot of things at night. Shitting in the bucket, maybe? 
I don't know. I mean, you're but, you're answering all my questions that I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. So she, she goes to the symbols. Now, every single night she goes to the symbols. The first time she goes to a symbol during the day, she's awake and there's Javi. Yeah. And Javi sees she's awake and he goes, oh, shit, and runs away. Too true. I think it's almost positive that it's other Ty. Sleepwalking Ty could easily, we know she talks. She could be helping or could have been helping Javi and said, yo, Javi, um, don't talk to me if I'm my other person. Because she brings up her other person. It's not like she just doesn't know that. She says, like, Van says, are you the other Ty? And she's like, yeah, I'm the other Ty. You know, she knows there's another tie and she and she definitely could be saying, don't go back to the cabin. It's not safe for you for whatever reason she has, we, which we don't know. And don't talk to me unless I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fully buy into that. That's what we thought about on pod two. And I, I think it's sleepwalking tie as well. Now, the, the, the big question here is besides the fact that you scared the shit out of him during doom coming. Yeah. Why would he find a cave or a bunker with shelter and heat and food and not go back and tell people, hey, I got something for us, except you're scared because of doom coming and she is scaring you when she says don't come back because Travis is his brother. He would go help Travis if he could. He might just say, screw those girls. They're crazy after Doom coming. But he would go back for Travis. I know you have a second theory coming up. Which one? The blood sacrifice, which is why he might be acting different. Right. So I think there's no reason for Javi to be acting this way if it is just other time. Because, you know, Javi was hiding. Javi didn't see any of the really scary stuff happen on Doom Coming. Like he was laying low and then Shauna was like, run. <laughs> yeah. Him. So and he ran. And then that was that. We never saw him again. So there's no reason for him to be actually freaked out. Like we don't think he saw them like string up trap to try and kill him as well. Like Shauna was right. still trapped. So the other theory is that the blood sacrifice that Lottie made is a pet cemetery type, like Javi was dead and it brought him back to life, which means that Javi came back in this like e- like slightly evil, feral Javi type mm-hmm. um, persona, which is why he's not talking, which is why like he's just fully like maybe on the same plane as like other Ty, where it's just kind of like, that ain't me anymore, brother. So maybe they do end up beating him, who's to say? But I think that these all tie together. I think Yellow Jackets writers have a lot of work to do if they're going to tie all these together. But I mean, if we're coming up with them on our own, I guess maybe they don't have that much work to do. Yeah. And one of my big last ones that we can we can take care of is what's going to happen to the baby. Okay, God, you're reading my mind. My last note, I, I delete my notes as we go through them. My last one is just baby exclamation point. That's it. Yeah, and we know we know the options. The baby could be born, stillborn. The baby could be die in while it was being born. The baby could be born and then malnourished and die as a baby. The baby could be eaten, which all the actors pretty much said we're not going to eat the baby. So did they say that? I'm pretty sure a couple have actually come okay. out and said we're not going to eat the baby. And then the big last one that I think, and I think a lot of you on the pod as well think, is that they're going to sacrifice the baby to the spirit god. Now we know that Lottie has been obsessed with this baby. You're going to change everything, she said. 
what is this baby going to change? We don't know. We don't see any version of an adult baby yet. <laughs> I don't know how a baby would exist in the wilderness anyway, unless we're talking walking dead or something like that. Like any of those little babies being born in this kind of situation is hard to, 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 uh, conceive, but, uh, totally. bring it in, bring it in, Kathleen. So the only person I'm going to see if you guess, there's one person on the show currently that could maybe be the baby. Do you know who it is? And I think it's wrong. I don't think it's right. Like, it's actually not right. It was already debunked. So I'm just talking out um, of my ass right now. But this is who we thought it was in early episodes. It could be. Think of like a new character that like in the new in obviously the 2021 era. Right, like, right, right. It's Lisa. So Lisa is Lottie, the girl at Lottie's. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So we're like, what's but up with her? I think the I, problem with that is that why make Lottie say it's a boy a million times and then have it be a girl if you're trying to prove that Lottie can see things correctly? Yeah, agreed. We meet her mom as well. So they don't say, yeah. you know, a mom is a mom, adoptive, adoptive mom, mom or not. Yeah, you right. know, so who knows? But uh, we just thought it's interesting that they're like putting so much em- emphasis on Lisa. Obviously, they needed to. They needed to introduce us to a character from Lottie's cult in order to make it like a real thing. We need to hear from right. them. We need to be able to we need to know a cult member in order to know that Lottie isn't necessarily all bad. You know, there's right. a girl that is really being helped from Lottie. And and so that may be Lisa's extent. We were kind of hoping for something more. We were hoping it was Shauna's um kid, but you know, I'm in the camp that. Here's the other problem well, is sucks. What do you do? Like when we saw them get saved, we saw them being bombarded by reporters and blah blah blah, and we didn't see anybody really? holding a baby, and yeah. we saw Lottie scream, and we saw Misty laughing and loving the reporters, <laughs> yeah. but we didn't see any baby being held. So my assumption is the baby doesn't make it out of the wilderness. Yeah. Now I really don't think, and I kind of hope that there's not any other people that we don't know of living there. I don't know if I'm saying I hope not, but can always Wait, have the baby you're hoping born. that there's no human beings that are living in the wilderness with them. Right. Big, 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 big controversy at the in our season one finale pod where it was split between me and Alki, who's not even on the pod, <laughs> and then the rest <laughs> of them that are thought like, you know, there's got to be people. Because in season one... There are a lot of camera shots and the direction was it was shot as if somebody was watching them. Yeah. Now, is mm-hmm. that a spirit or is that a human? Who right. knows? And so we really battled on it. And I was like, I was like, no, it's only spirits and it's only them. Like, w- there's no way that there's other humans like these girls are all over the place. They're hunting. They're doing this. They're doing that. There's no way that there's just like physical people right. around. I agree. Unless you're unless you're really saying the underground system where they're exactly. living underground the entire time, which is no, I, I don't think so. I think Travis and Nat debunked that thing by just saying that they've gotten so far without seeing yeah. anybody. And and really, people were comparing the show to Lost. And you gotta be careful. You no. don't want it to be too close to Lost. No. You know, so I don't want there to be other people. The other thing when it comes to this baby sacrifice is as far as we know, when any kind of sacrifice is made, meaning blood sacrifice, something good happens. They are rewarded for it. 
It could be by accident. Shauna bleeds on the symbol. The birds show up and they have food. Not um, Lottie's first blood sacrifice was something I can't remember off the top of my head right now. What was the first one she did in season one? The there bear? was one she did the bear. Yes, the bear. And then the second one she did in season two. We don't know what that did. We don't know if it brought Javi back. We don't know if it did something else. We have no idea. But the big thing is that future or present Lottie said, please let this be enough this time when she did the blood. Yeah. She knows that there's going to be more sacrifices. We, you know, the assumption of the cannibalism thing doesn't have to necessarily only mean we need the cannibalism to eat to survive. You know, you sacrificing pick girl or whoever that person is stringing them up and cutting their throat like they weren't going to eat Travis. I mean, they probably were going to eat Travis, but I mean, like (laughs) they weren't putting Travis on there to kill him because they wanted food. They were doing it because it was like they were there wild savages that were just like, rah, woo, like, you know, and and it seemed like they were taking over, but taken over by a spirit. And Lottie was was speaking in tongues here, being like, you're this, you're that. And and acting like a full on cult leader, like when that when doom coming happened, I didn't know that if I was going to see the next episode or the next day for them and it was just going to be like, whoa, I'm hungover, over, man. <laughs> Shit, like, man. I thought it could be like we are straight up in cult territory now. And here's the rest of the show. So, yeah, I like it better that they didn't do that. But I mean, Lottie went straight cold. So, I mean, I think that the sacrifices are going to mean a lot. And I do think the baby is going to be sacrificed, whether it's an accident or not an accident. It doesn't seem like it has to be straight up like you sacrifice a person. Like if someone dies or if someone gets hurt, it seems like that's enough. But that's something we'll have to find out. I can't fathom a world where our girls create that pit. I think the pits for animals is what I'll say. I can't imagine a world where our girls create that and pit and chase this, whoever it is into a pit and then string her up. So I I like the idea that those scenes are disjointed. That's the literal first time I've thought about that in my life. I have to go back and watch them string the girl up, but I like to think that maybe maybe you never know pick girl is like thinking something's happening and ends up getting i mean there are like chants being had and like oh they're doing the doom coming chants yeah so they're they're back to being on shrooms crazy i hope that if that that day they are on shrooms crazy or something it's hard to imagine them ever coming back to real life after being like that and like being like we will kill one of these people like Literally, the Betty Gilpin movie we talked about the other day, I forget what it's called, where they're like hunting for sport and shit like that. And right. It's, Most dangerous you know, game, pretty much. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine our girls being like that. It's hard to, you know, they're smart to let that be in the season three, four, five territory because it's hard to come back and love our older girls if that's something that they fell into. But I still do. Mm-hmm. I still love them. And then one last thing. Um what are your thoughts on older van since we're here? You know, you haven't, you, we just got introduced to older van. What are your thoughts? She's actually drugged. So she was lying. Yeah. Nat says it straight up to Ty and to Misty and probably Sean, I believe when she's like, you got, yeah, it is Sean too. You guys are acting like you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm normal life. Blah, blah, blah. I'm the only one who's like drugged up and, o- and OD and stuff, but you pretend like you're happy-go-lucky. Well, you have shit you're dealing with, too. Your life sucks, too. You took it home with you, too. Yeah. And 
it seems like they're all screwed up. You mm-hmm. know, so Van seems like she's having the normal life, but she also is taking yeah. Noxy, I think it is. But how you about know, the I like get mix the- of those two, like the young Van and old Van? Aren't they perfect? Yeah, that that's great. I mean, they did really good with all of them. Yeah. Even like younger Sean as actress. I saw a thing where, you know, she's got blue eyes and they made them brown and they changed her hair from blonde to brunette. They didn't go for looks they went for acting first and then they made them look the same Mm. and that's why it's phenomenal but they are really good a lot of them and van one is one of the best and you know i want to i want the answers to why her and um ty broke up why they're not together anymore oh here's the other thing going back to the sacrifices did you guys talk about like are you assuming that ty won the senate race because she sacrificed biscuit yeah so and that's a yes. Kathleen's nodding her head. Oh, her head shit. Yes. Sorry. Not a visual <laughs> medium if you're not watching well, on is, YouTube, but... which we are. <laughs> yeah. So we don't know why all these symptoms are coming back all of a sudden. Yeah. Because I said I haven't been sleepwalking for however many years. It's coming back and it's worse. Obviously, Ty's wife didn't know that she sleptwalked. It's just... You know, there we we're gonna get some answers, and I I think my last take on this is that I do think it's gonna be supernatural. I just don't think that the mercury thing is gonna stick good enough with the whole everything went dormant for twenty years, and the only Nat stayed crazy, and Misty was a little weirdo before this anyway, and mm. things like that. So, um, I I do think that it's gonna be supernatural. That's that's my guess. Me too. Okay, final thoughts, because baby wanted to be my final thoughts. Um, I agree, you know, sacrifice. I think it's just going to be absolutely brutal, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm so excited for episode six. I hope it lives up to, you know, the expectations of being just devastated by it, because that's what I want to mm-hmm. be. Um, just like after Snacky, my mouth was on the floor. You know, that they, as much as they, they literally spoon feed you, this is a cannibal show. You never expect it. Just, no, yeah, no. I don't want you to eat my girl Jackie like ever in front of me. Like, do it somewhere else. But it was excellent. So, it was. Jimmy, any final thoughts? No, I think my final thoughts were that my most recent, <laughs> my most recent guess is that it is going to go supernatural. Okay. I like a lot of the theories that we brought up. I like the Mad Hatter syndrome theory, but I do think that there's definitely a cave. There's definitely supernatural. I don't think Javi was pet cemetery. I think that he was being helped by Ty somehow. I really think that he ran away, stumbled into something. Mm. And then because Ty goes to those symbols in her sleep, she eventually just ran into Javi because those are the entrances to the mining system, the cave, the bunker, whatever it is. Those are my three big ones. I love the Tyler Durden Misty one, but I don't believe that one anymore. It's a shame. I love talking about it because I thought it was just really, really interesting. But I, I love the fact that there's probably two people, pit girl and strung up person are different. That's the best thing that's come out of this pod for sure for me. And I think that the dimension or the timeline thing is very interesting. Like, Something about the fact like they should have died and now like the spirit wants to equal even it out or something like to equal, you know, it's like, you know, Mm. watch Full Metal Alchemist. But like, but it's like you, you were supposed to be dead. We were supposed to have 15 dead girls and two, two, whatever. Yeah. Two coaches, two sons, whatever. 
it was supposed to be this many dead people. It ended up being 10 of them survived. I'm making numbers up. Now you need to even that shit out. Sure. Like the world, the world needs to balance even it out. its balance. Yes. I like that. Jimmy and all the Pop. blood sacrifices, all the blood sacrifices are like getting them a step closer, filling that empty bucket. But the spirit is saying, F you, it's not enough. And that's why older Lottie says, I hope this is enough this time. Please let this be enough, you know, because they've done this and that. The last thing, the last thing, and I don't think we really, really need to talk about it, but okay. there is something that is going to happen big with Nat in the wilderness because yes, they agreed. do say that Nat does something that saved our ass. And Fuck I don't yeah. believe it's enough to just say she's the one who went hunting with Travis. She does something crazy. I and whether totally it, agree. And Kathleen, one more parting <laughs> shot. Do you think that we're going to have two separate groups? Do you think they're going to break up, meaning Lottie's people and the non-believers? I don't think there's enough non-believers. Like, it's, it's, we're ties on the fence right now, you know, because, like, happy wife, happy life, of course. Um, But it's Ben Scott, who we all know is going to get eaten next. If it's not Crystal, if Crystal's alive, a real human being with flesh, they're going to find Crystal and eat her bitch ass, okay? Oh, yeah. Two, Ben Scott's the next one for sure. Ben Scott does not make it out. We're seeing too much of his regrets. We're seeing too much, too many hallucinations. That boy is is getting eight. Um, and then it's really Akila joined the group. You know, it, it's really only Shauna, Ben, and Nat. So Travis is like part of it, even. So I don't know. I don't see how like if it's two groups or if it's like there's a group. And then there's maybe Shauna and and someone else on the side, if anything. Um, but yeah. I think that at the end, you know, when all that shit is going down, I don't think Ben Scott is alive anymore. You know, right. I, I think they're all one big group for me. That's just what it is. I think at some point you just become you just go with the go with the group at that point when it's been months and months and months and there's no hope and you just want to survive. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah. When, I don't know I what's going to turn Shauna on to Lottie, but I think that's a big part of it. I don't know if this baby thing is going to like move her towards Lottie because it seems like it should yeet her so far away from Lottie, but who knows? It has to be something so blatant. Like if they sacrifice the baby and then like it, it freaking rains like animals and, or something, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I mean, my thought was maybe like you sacrifice the baby and then they find the cave and that's like their new sh- shelter and they're not going to, but that isn't good enough in supernatural ways for Sean to be like, I believe you. Like it's totally supernatural. You sacrifice my baby. So we'll see. But uh, my thoughts were that maybe they break up and I was trying to do it too. Like, and I was thinking Nat and Travis would be drifters. They would go back and forth, but you know, I, I don't really have an answer to that. We'll see. I think I'm all theoried out for now. I mean, I do have a million more that you could talk about, but I think those yeah. are the main good ones. Um, I'm excited for episode six. I can't wait. And I'm sure that we'll be texting more theories as it goes on. But I mean, yeah. I you said to give you my thoughts as soon as I finished, and I just started blasting the group chat. Yeah. And it was crazy because you guys didn't answer for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> I know I'm obsessed with yellow jackets. We're busy people. I'm obsessed with yellow jackets. I'm glad you finally caught up. I mean, with, with a week off, we could not record. Uh, the other boys send their apologies. They are very hungover today. They, had they a were going to hop yesterday. on. 
they were going to hop on the pod, but they are very hungover, which we respect and love for them. We love that journey for them. But me and Jimmy are old and washed up, so we aren't feeling fucking fine. But okay, so that was our Yellow Jackets series episode. You know, we'll be back for episode six next week. We'll be dropping that as soon as we can. We can't wait. I, for one, am a Friday morning viewing watcher. I can't even wait until Friday night. And yeah, so hopefully maybe after season two, we do another theory spot just because we'll have four or five more episodes worth of information. Feel like we confirmed there's only nine episodes this season, but I can't remember if that's Succession or Yellow Jackets. Speaking of that, we cover Succession on Binge Town TV as well. And we're also covering The Mandalorian. All very fun. Go check us out. BingeTownTV.com has every pod we've ever done. Jimmy is our editor-in-chief of of the BingeTown TV website, and he did such a good job. So you can see all the pods we've covered, all the shows we've covered for the last three years. It's almost our three-year anniversary. I think it's like Mm mid-May is our three-year anniversary. So go check us out. Uh, If you have any theories that we missed, if you hate our theories, if you thought our theories were terrible and they sucked, or if you agree, or if you have anything that you want to add, DM us, email us at at binchantv at gmail.com. You know, just get in touch with us. DM us DM us on Instagram. We love talking to you guys. I know we've been getting a lot of YouTube comments, which we love and answer. Um, so thank you for that. Um, maybe you'll see Jimmy on a further Yellow Jackets pod, depending, you know, on yeah. the spot. It fluctuates. I'm on the bench. He's, he's definitely on the bench now. I think he proved himself on this episode. I don't think he has to think of that third thing from the beginning that he that show that he called. Oh, man, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, we are Bingetown and Buzztown TV. And thanks for listening, bitches. Cool. By the way, I just remembered it was the last kingdom. This last kingdom. <laughs> Perfect. It's okay. I wasn't on that, so I would never have guessed that. I don't I never watched that show. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.